Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Oh my gosh, we have such an important topic. As many of you probably know, our law firm does a lot of different things related to workplace law. We provide advice and counsel, we're expert witnesses, we do advocacy before administrative agencies, we do really state-of-the-art training, and we do internal investigations. Now, our investigations practice has grown over the years. It started out, gosh, I don't know, 25 years ago with me just doing a couple little things here and there for various clients, and now it's a big part of our practice. One of the things that we are dealing with right now is the fallout of the rumor mill when it comes to investigations. And when I say we're dealing with it, it's really our clients who are dealing with it. But when we are conducting an investigation or we're advising a client about an investigation that's being conducted either internally or by another external investigator, one of the most important things for us to do is keep the chit chat to a minimum. And you can imagine why, right? Number one, if I have an interview with an investigator and then I go out and tell everybody the questions that the investigator asks me, now the people who are going to be interviewed after me are going to be a little prepared for their interview. That investigator may not get the straight scoop from those witnesses because they knew what was going to be asked of them, at least some of the questions. The other thing that happens is People who are unhappy with the investigation, they didn't want to be interviewed as a witness, they're the respondent, they don't think they've done anything wrong, they shouldn't be the accused, they're frustrated, they're upset. So they go tell people, can you believe what Jen Shaw just did? And I get it. The other day, Ronnie, our director of firm administration, came to me and she said in this sweet little way she does, Jen, have you looked at our Google reviews lately? And I said, no, I know you checked them out. Is there something wrong? She said, yeah, there's one. There's a bunch of good ones, but there's one that's a problem. Here's what it said. Something like, Jennifer Shaw risked my life. She promised confidentiality in an investigation, and then she told my employer what I said. Okay, first of all, If you conduct impartial investigations or investigations for your own organization, you know that you never guarantee anyone confidentiality, not in a million years, because I got to report the results of my investigation to somebody, right? So I can't guarantee confidentiality. I also got to tell the employer what's going on because let's face it, that's why they hired me. Now, that doesn't mean I'm biased in favor of the employer, far from it. I go in as an impartial investigator, our whole team does, and our reputation really matters to us. I'm not about to jeopardize our reputation for anyone. I don't care what the client is paying us or who the client is. It doesn't matter. We're not ever doing that. So we go in with an open mind. But I got to report the results to somebody. So this Google review missed the boat on, you know, at least three different levels. But I felt really upset about it. And I felt bad because I thought, oh my gosh, somebody thinks I risked their life. I put their life at risk. 
What people have to remember is that when a complaint is made or when somebody says something about you that you feel like isn't true or isn't fair, you're going to get upset about it. And if you are chit-chatting about an ongoing investigation, you are going to jeopardize the integrity of that investigation by talking about it. Now, the problem is the government hasn't helped us here because the National Labor Relations Board, okay, the five-member board that enforces the National Labor Relations Act, they say, well, you know what? You got to be careful about telling people they can't talk about investigations because after all, there's a section seven right under the NLRA to engage in what they call protected concerted activity. So in other words, you have the right as an employee to talk about your workplace, to talk about things that are bothering you, to talk about concerns you may have. That runs afoul of me sitting in an interview with a witness and saying, you are not permitted to discuss what we talk about here today, right? Those two things are internally inconsistent or at conflict, all right? So depending on what kind of a a workplace you are, are you public sector? Are you private sector? Is the person being interviewed a union member? Are they a supervisor as defined under Section 211 of the National Labor Relations Act? All of that matters in terms of how far you can go with confidentiality. But you never guarantee it. Okay, on your end, you're not going to guarantee it. And on their end, you can't demand it. You've got to say something like, to preserve the integrity of this investigation, I'm going to ask you not to share with anyone what we talk about here today, at least until the investigation is completed. Do you have any concerns about that? 99.99% of the witnesses will say no, and then you're done and you move on. Now, as an employer, you better be ready to take action when someone violates that request. Right. When someone engages in conduct that is going to potentially impair or negatively affect your investigation. So I had a situation several years ago where I did a big investigation for a public agency and we recorded the interviews. I don't normally do that because recordings can be misused, as they were in this case. And the complainant was given the recordings, which I have recommended against to many employers. But in this particular case, I was the investigator, not the advisor. And they felt that the employee was entitled to these interviews. Well, the first thing she did is posted every bloody one of them on Facebook. So now all of these folks who were telling me things that they were nervous about telling me, that they were worried about, that they feared retaliation for. It was posted on there for anybody to hear. Oh, and by the way, she included a nice little transcript so that if you didn't feel like listening to it, you could just read what the person said. Highly inflammatory, highly inappropriate, and it did affect the integrity of the investigation. Luckily, I was able to interview a few additional people and help figure out what actually had happened because by posting the the interviews on uh, the internet, it really muddied the waters in terms of not only what my factual findings were, but what the allegations actually were. So the bottom line was it caused a lot of pain, a lot of agony, a lot of fear for no reason. 
When somebody asks you not to talk about something, you shouldn't talk about it, at least while the investigation is ongoing. So if you're an employer, there are a couple of things you need to do. First of all, you should have a policy when you talk about your investigations that explains what your expectations are regarding confidentiality on the part of witnesses. That means the complainant, if you have one, the person who made the complaint, Remember, sometimes there's no complainant. The uh, issue just comes to someone's attention and they know it needs to be investigated. The respondent, the person against whom the complaint is made, if you have a respondent, and the third parties who are interviewed, the individuals who might have information about the allegations. You want to have a policy that explains what your expectations are for their confidentiality. And as I mentioned a moment ago, it's going to depend on what type of workplace you have, whether you have a union, et cetera, but make sure you have a policy that complies with the law, complies with the National Labor Relations Board's decisions, okay, and really is practical and pragmatic for your workplace. So you got to have a policy or procedure. Second of all, you've got to decide what you want your investigators to tell these witnesses and complainants and respondents when they're sitting down with them during the investigation about confidentiality. I like the idea of having a written script so that you know everybody's being told the same thing no matter who's doing the investigation. When we're retained to conduct an investigation, we always ask, do you have specific statements or things that you read during your internal investigations? Do you want us to do that for you here? It's always the employer's choice. Their counsel may tell them that they don't want them to do that, but it's a really good idea to have a something that you're reading to the witness that you know is written appropriately where you can get their acknowledgement, okay? And you have to be prepared to take corrective action if they either won't agree to the acknowledgement that you know is lawfully written or they violate it down the road. And the funny thing about this is I find many, many employers are reticent to do that. They don't want to hold people accountable in this area because they feel like it's retaliation. They feel like, oh my gosh, if I do something to someone who participated in an investigation, that's going to get me sued. That's going to be considered retaliation. So I'm basically just going to let people get away with murder because I don't know what else to do here. I don't want to be sued. I understand the feeling. I get it. But it's the wrong way to go. If you have a policy and somebody violates that policy, you need to hold them accountable. That doesn't mean they need to be fired. That doesn't even mean they need a written write-up. But it means you need to hold them accountable. Any policy, not just confidentiality in investigations. Now, by the way, you want to know who often chit-chats about investigations? The investigator. And they're not supposed to. They need to upshay upyay about the investigation. I have people ask me all the time, oh, well, what happened in that investigation I heard you were doing, Jen? Can't talk about it. Oh, come on, Jen, it's over now. Just tell me, we're buddies. Can't talk about it. We barely talk about them internally. We're very careful in terms of if we know somebody's going to be advising a client from an advice and counsel perspective, or they're handling an advocacy matter for them, or they're doing training for them, or they're doing conflict resolution work for them, or DEI consulting, we make sure they don't have anything to do with any discussion about the investigation. You need to be discreet. 
I remember when I was a little girl, I read this book, Harriet the Spy. It was written by Louise Fitzhugh. It is a great book. There's a second part of it, which is called The Long Secret. In fact, that reminds me, I got to get those books for Ella. They are so good. Part of what Harriet the Spy does is she writes in a journal and she assumes it's going to be confidential. So she writes whatever's on her mind, right? Well, if you've read the books, you know that uh, particularly in the second book, someone gets a hold of her journal. A group of people get a hold of her journal. And it's a real problem for Harriet. And I realized when I read that book, I must have been 10 or 11, how important it is to be able to keep a secret. And it ain't easy. I'm telling you right now. There are things some people tell me where I'm dying to say something. But the truth is you can't. When somebody tells you you're not supposed to talk about it, you're not supposed to talk about it. And if you're an investigator, you may need to talk to your client about it. You may need to talk to your HR director if you're internal and you're working on a matter where you've got some questions. But be judicious. Be discreet. A lack of confidentiality can torpedo a well-done investigation. People talk, and when they don't have information that's accurate because we've played the telephone game, so somebody breached confidentiality, and then they told two people, and they told two people, and so on and so on, what ends up happening is that the right information doesn't get conveyed. Now you have somebody breaching confidentiality about something that isn't even true, isn't even accurate. Now you've got a huge mess on your hands. So you got to have a policy that is tailored to your workplace and your employees. You've got to make sure that people understand the policy. You've trained on the policy. You explain to them what it means. You've got to have some kind of a statement or something you're going to read to people. The same for every investigation, so you can show that as your pattern and your practice. And then you've got to be willing to take action when somebody doesn't do this right. I know it's hard. I know many of us don't like confrontation, but a lack of confidentiality is a real problem. Chit-chat about an investigation can create retaliation. And you thought you were busy before? When you were doing the investigation, now you're going to deal with an entirely new issue, retaliation. You don't want to be there, folks. So do what you need to do to prevent these issues from happening in the first place and be prepared to take action when you need to. Thank you all for joining me here today. Love you being listeners. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 